This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1333. Be assertive for more success at work with global business coach Peter Yowitz. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 130 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American host, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Los Angeles and New York City, USA. And to take your learning deeper with real-time transcripts and vocabulary practice, download our app on your iOS device. Go to allearsenglish.com slash bonuses. Today, our guest, Peter Yowitz, gives you three simple but powerful things that you can do at work to immediately communicate better with colleagues, be more assertive, and convey confidence so that you can have more professional success. Today, we're happy to have a guest on the show. Today's guest is Peter Yowitz. Peter is a longtime management communications consultant, helping individuals and groups at global companies communicate more effectively. Peter is based in New York City and received an undergraduate degree from Princeton University and an MBA from the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Now let's meet Peter. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, Peter. Welcome to All Ears English. So excited to have you here. Uh, Thank you, Lindsay. It's great to be here. Absolutely. So guys, I'm so excited today. We have a guest on the show. We have Peter Yowitz. Did I pronounce that correctly, Peter? You did. Thank you. Okay, great. Peter Yowitz. He is the president of Clear Communication. And Peter was, is a global facilitation, a facilitator for global companies, right? A business consultant to help people communicate better in business across cultures. And you also have a undergraduate from Princeton and an MBA from Wharton. Isn't that right? That's correct. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. And and you are based in New York City, right, Peter? Yes. I'm a lifelong New Yorker. I grew up here and they couldn't pull me away except when I was in college and grad school. Well, what a good place to be if you are interested in global business. So Peter, we're excited to have you here. Tell us something about yourself. You know, what do you like to do on the weekends when you live in New York City? Oh, well, you know, I've lived here so long that I know the city pretty well, but but then again, there are always pockets of New York that I don't know. And my wife and I usually take part of the weekend just to explore a neighborhood we've never been to. So oh. if you've, you know, when we live in a big city, we spend a lot of time walking and it's just an extension of our neighborhood, really. We will find an area in Brooklyn that we've never visited and explore the cuisine and then Ooh. take a long walk and then come home. So that's a, that's a, a typical weekend for me. That and when I'm right. really, when I'm really, uh, Focusing on myself, I write songs. So I write oh. comedy songs. 
songs. And you can find some of the my award-winning comedy songs on YouTube if you search. And it's probably hard. You probably can never find them, but they're out there somewhere. <laughs> All right, great. So you have multiple talents, and I love that idea of just walking and exploring New York. That is the way yeah. to to enjoy the city. That's fantastic. So, Peter, I'm excited to have you here because so many of our listeners are in the global business world, right? They're trying mm-hmm. to use English at work, and this is the big hurdle that we want to get them over. Now, you just wrote a book called Flip Flops and Microwaved Fish, Navigating Do's and Don'ts of Workplace Culture. Isn't that right? That's right. Okay. It came out on January 14th. Okay. So it's just fresh, hot off the press, as they say, That's right? right. <laughs> we would love to get some tips from that book. What would be kind of three core pieces of advice that you could offer our listeners today if they are trying to do business abroad in an English-speaking culture? Sure. Well, let me back up for a second, Lindsay, and just tell you that when I first started writing the book, I was gearing it for my clients who are non-Americans working for American companies. Right. Because I travel around the world working. I've worked in Japan. I've worked through Asia. A lot of time in South America where people are working for American companies. And Mm. the question that people ask me a lot is, which comes first, the culture of the company or our local culture? And it's it's an interesting question. And for instance, I had lunch with uh, a woman from China who said, my problem working for this hedge fund, and you can think about like very high paced Americans working for this hedge fund. She said, they have no patience for me when I try to explain something. And the visual she gave me, she said, in China, the way you would explain something to a senior person she mm-hmm. said, imagine a spiral and the center of the spiral is where the actual message is, but you would never go right to that center. So you would start at the outermost point of the spiral and gradually go in speaking obliquely, giving some, making a couple of innuendos. And the person on the other end who's listening to you would nod his or her head and then get faster and faster as you go to the center to show, and the person is demonstrating understanding. So yes. at some point you really, the speaker's like, okay, I know that you got it by your body language and your eye contact and your nodding. I'm not even going to get to the center because we know what we're talking about. And this woman said that she had made that type of presentation to someone in New York for a hedge fund Mm -hmm. and they were all, you know, all asleep after the first 30 seconds. Oh no. So I think a big problem is that one of the cultural differences that people have to understand about Americans is Mm -hmm. that there are statements like cut to the chase, get to the point, what's the bottom line, which really means don't waste my time, just get to the point. Oh, so that's, that, that's something to, it's, it's not just for international people, it's for young people too, especially those out of college who had to write a long paper in college where they had to fill 20 pages right. of information right. and they'll have the conclusion at the end. And the audience in business just doesn't have time for that. So uh, that's, that's one of the biggest comments I make to people And especially if you're a technical person, and technical doesn't mean in technology, but it could be an economist or a specialist. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people are PhDs, and I say, hey, remember, your audience is not studying for the test. They just want to know the answer. Right. So that, that's something that's a, it's a broad topic that I relay a lot in my book. But then then there's some very specific things that I say to anybody uh, who feels a little bit not confident perhaps Mm -hmm. in their English or not confident that they're getting their messages across. And one of them is when you are listening, when you are listening to what a manager has said, never leave the room without repeating to demonstrate understanding. 
because mm. this is something that if you have an accent, my impression, and I, I, someone's impression might be, oh, the person really doesn't understand my English very well. Oh my right. gosh, am I going to have to repeat it again? Mm -hmm. But I just find that working with someone who has an accent or speaks English as, as a second or third language, yeah. if you come back to me after I've said, this is what I'd like you to do and go through some ideas, if someone says, in other words, what I hear you saying is this, this, and this, yes. then me as a speaker, I feel, oh, <laughs> thank goodness I got my message across and there was no language barrier and yes. I feel confident. So I that's love that. number one. Okay. Yeah. Have you, is that something that, you have, have dealt oh, with as well? Oh, for sure. I mean, just to put people at ease, right? So that both parties can walk out of that meeting and out into the business, out into their day, understanding yeah. exactly what was communicated. That conveys an enormous amount of confidence uh, yes. and so that we can get to work and just get it done. And it is that communication piece that can cause us to question each other and question ourselves, right? Right, right. Yes. That's right. And actually, when some of my seminars, what I do is when I talk about listening skills, which is probably the most important skill anyone should master in business. Mm -hmm. But whoever teaches us how to listen, and what I often do is I'll say, what do you do when you're listening? Mm -hmm. And people will say, well, I, I look at the person, I nod my head. Maybe if I get a little more eye contact, I'll nod my head a little bit more. And then I say, okay, raise your hand here if you've ever faked that in your life. And all, all hands go up. I mean, imagine you're, you're talking to a friend about some like boring conversation he or right. she had with his mother or something. And you're like, oh God, am I ever going to get out of here? Of course. So we all know. We, and then, then to fake it a little bit more, you can say, oh my God, or oh, tell me right. more. And right, that's right. just faking it too. I'm not totally not paying attention. So it's <laughs> yeah. something in business we can, I as a manager, let's say, I want to make sure that people are understanding it and you will not be rude you will not come across in any way except professional if you yeah. just say, let me hear, let me make sure I have this correctly. Yeah. And it benefits a couple of people. It benefits you because you can make sure that you got it. Benefits your manager because your manager can think, thank goodness you listened well and you got it right. Right. Or the person might say, and it's okay if the person said, well, that's not exactly right. That's mm -hmm. great too because then you clarify it. Absolutely. And it also helps all the dummies who are also in the room who weren't paying attention because <laughs> they can think at least someone was paying attention to this. Yeah, for sure. It also gives you a chance to show that co your competence. Show your competence, demonstrate where it may be more difficult in other situations, right? In a larger meeting or something. In this case, you can show your boss that you're on it and that you want to be on it, that you actually care that you understand what the person right. just said. I love it's it. It's incredibly powerful. And, and it's not just for people who are not native English speakers. It's for yeah. anyone. Anyone who feels, oh my gosh, a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit passive, it's a great skill to master uh, in, any, in any meeting or any conversation you have. Yeah, with fantastic, so that's, no, Peter. that's number one. Yeah. And going along with that number two, I would say don't be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really a corollary, corollary, corollary of that. Don't ever be embarrassed to ask for clarification because okay. it doesn't mean, again, that you didn't understand the English, is that maybe someone was not clear in explaining something. Oh, and sure. don't be afraid to say, can you give me an example of that? Because that will force the speaker to be able to engage in some real world example that can only help help you in understanding, but also perhaps help you in how you have to describe this information to somebody else. Yeah, so I love that, that idea. So that's a great point. And the third one I would say... Always, always, don't ever be self-conscious. Well, I know it's hard to say for me to say that, but don't, I should say, don't worry about mistakes. If people mm -hmm. hear that you have an accent, you could, and, and it's, it's almost like an elephant in the room. You have an accent, maybe there's an assumption that you don't speak English well, or you do, or you just have an accent. Mm -hmm. You might, there's nothing wrong with saying, 
just in terms of our conversation, uh, if you don't understand that I'm saying, please ask for clarification. Please, mm -hmm. please ask. Or, or the other thing is, if I'm not getting the English right, please correct me because I want to make sure that I'm getting it right. Right. Uh, and this is also a particularly important skill and something to think about when you're on a conference call with people mm -hmm. because on conference calls, I can't see your face. I can't see your facial expression. And I can't necessarily determine in some cases how you're forming words. Right. So if it might be a chance for, for you to say in the beginning, if there's anything I'm pronouncing that you don't understand, please, I will not be embarrassed at all yeah. if uh, you ask me what I mean. Mm. And again, that does not put you down. It doesn't make you a second-class citizen. It's all about good communication because you want to walk out of any meeting or any phone call with zero doubts about what the other person has said or zero doubts of, that your message has gotten across clearly. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, Peter, I love these three tips because it seems like it's just that extra step, right? Which will require a little bit of humility and a little bit of confidence, but it's being yes. proactive that will set That's you right. on a completely different level than maybe other colleagues, international colleagues who don't bother to do this. It's kind of taking that active uh, stance rather than passive. You're not just waiting yes. for things to come at you and you're afraid of what will happen. Instead, you're taking that first step. It's so good. I think this could really empower our listeners here. Well, thank you. You know, you brought up just now active versus passive, yeah. and that's something that a lot of people worry about, uh, especially in Asian mm -hmm. cultures where mm -hmm. it's not natural for people to be, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this in a second and then I'm going to erase it, be, to be uh, aggressive or, yeah. uh, because I don't like anyone to label themselves aggressive or passive sure. or even the worst, which is passive aggressive. Ooh, which yeah, is terrible. That's bad. So what I, yeah, you know, <laughs> eliminate those entirely. Because also if you do that, then you tend to label yourself and right. that's not fair to you. Mm -hmm. So what I always say to people is think about being assertive. Know what you mm -hmm. want. Yeah. But then be polite about it. Yeah. So you can so I'd say it leans more toward the aggressive side, but we're not gonna we're not gonna say aggressive. It just yeah. means know what you want, but say in a meeting, uh, what I'd like to accomplish today is for for at the end of this meeting for you to understand what our proposal is and feel comfortable enough that you would want to pursue next steps. Yeah. Now that is polite and it's assertive. I said what I want, but I didn't say anything, but I didn't have, no one had to read between the lines on the mm -hmm. passive side mm -hmm. and on the aggressive, I was not coming across aggressive, which to me means not polite. Yeah. So I, I would that. just say in terms <clears throat> of understanding back to that first comment I said about culture mm -hmm. is that if you're working with Westerners, think about being assertive, but don't worry that it's it's you're going to come on too strong as long as you are polite about it. Yeah, and that's fantastic. That that's something that I say so many times to people because if you're not assertive, if you don't say what you want, then the meeting's going to go over or the email's going to bypass and you're not going to be able to get what you want and yes. it's going to require another email or another meeting and that's just what westerners might consider a waste of their time. 
For sure. For so, sure. And, yeah. and it seems like these are our habits that we have to build, right? It's not that That's we can right. go out and do everything this way the first time. But guys, if you take one of these tips and just try to implement one of them in your next meeting or, you know, tomorrow at work, you will start to build that rhythm and build right. that confidence. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. yeah cool. Okay. So it's, it's also in, you know, an email tone. Yes. Yes. How can we you know, see it in email? E- email tone. Well, remember that I, I, I would think in most places of business around the world, people usually start an email with, I hope you're well. Yes. And that is very much like a romance language. People doing Sava, mm-hmm. Sava in French right. or mm-hmm. Tudo Bang, Tudo Bon in Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Usually people start with something that's polite and I would never remove that at all because yeah. otherwise it takes away that politeness. Oh, for sure. And I don't like, I like when people are polite. But yeah. then after that, perhaps you say why you are writing and, and then very much in the beginning, say what it is that you want. And here's another thing. A lot of people, again, because they were afraid about this aggression side of it. If you have three questions for somebody, mm-hmm. if you say, I hope you're, you know, hi, Lindsay, I hope you're well. Mm-hmm. This is what's happened recently. I met with Joe over in accounting and mm-hmm. we need to find three answers to three questions. Yeah. And then after I say that, it's number one, number two, number three, and enumerate them well. So that that way I've I'm not being I'm being assertive because I need the answers to these questions because Joe in accounting wants them. But mm-hmm. also I've completely spelled out this, the, those three questions. Okay. Now to go one step ahead, think about the subject line. We all get a lot of emails every day. And if you were just have an email to a very busy person and you wanted those three questions answered, if mm-hmm. you just said, hope you're well today, right. uh, the person might look at that as like, well, this is not important. But if you wrote in an email subject line, three questions for you. Right. Well, if I see three questions for me, okay, again, I don't think that's impolite, but it, yeah. it means I have to set this aside to answer three questions. So yeah. again, that's a, an assertive way of doing it, but then you have the polite side afterwards saying, I hope you're well. And of course, at the end of the email saying, thank you so much. Yes. Uh, please call me if you have any questions. Yeah. And so that. that's taking something where you need information, but you're putting that, that little sandwich or that little wrapper of politeness mm-hmm. around it. Okay. But it's the same method, essentially going in, being yeah. assertive, saying what you need, and also yeah. maintaining the relationship and doing That's the exactly two right. at the same time. I love that. I think, Peter, we'll have to have you on another day to talk about email because it's also a really interesting topic that I think our listeners would love to, to dive into and learn more, to, more about in English. Well, thanks. Yeah. You know, and I think also for the young people that I work with who are working for the first time, they're used to texting all the time. Right. And text is very different. I, I When I do a seminar, I'll often put up a, I said, what do you think of this in an email? And I'll just put up uh, this one slide and it just says that deadline is impossible, comma, sorry. And that always gets a lot of laughs as you're laughing now, Lindsay, because if someone sent that to you, you, yeah. you, you just want to say, <laughs> <Not good. laughs> well, you know, what was in your cornflakes this morning that you're so rude. <laughs> you have to be careful. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. That's great. Okay. So tell our listeners where they can find your book online, where they can find you online if they want to go deeper with these concepts, because I think well, they're really useful. Thank you so much. Uh, my website is my, the website that covers everything from my business consulting practice to my someone else's dad brand. You can find it peteryawitz.com, Y-A-W-I-T-Z.com. And that will uh, link you to an Amazon page where 
you can buy the book in hardcover form, but mm -hmm. if you are not in the U.S. or Canada, you can certainly buy the Kindle, and that's and that is available to people around the world. I I have was planning a trip to Japan to do this uh, oh. to have several conversations with business leaders there about having them buy it for their people, but because of the coronavirus, we're just okay. ha we're moving it to the fall. Yeah. But uh, certainly for people to get interested, if they just want to go to, they can look search me on Amazon or go to peteryawis.com or even if you want to ask a question for me a shortcut is to go to someone else's dad.com where okay. my advice my advice column someone advice from someone else's dad is okay. housed and uh, I look forward to answering any questions that people have. There are tons of ways to do that through my websites. Okay, excellent, Peter. So guys, go over go over to Peter's website. Again, it's peteryowitz.com. Find his book. Check this out because, I mean, this stuff is for you guys. This is how we get to the point where we can take our English skills and you know, put, turn those into business success, really feeling good at work and feeling confident and assertive, as you said today. Right, Peter? I love yes, it. Yes, exactly. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was great to meet you, and we hope to have you again on, on soon. All right? That would be my pleasure, Lindsay. Thank you. This was really fun. Thank Take you so care. much. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. If you are taking IELTS this year, get your estimated band score with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.